2: Oh, we're talking about the show? Yeah. I watched the wrong
1: thing then. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, Hello Ooh. everyone and welcome to another Ooh. Breaking Ground after show Ooh. right here on After Buzz Ooh. TV. This is the season finale of the first season of Breaking Ground.
3: It- Kingdom of honest kinda of sudden really. It's been an
2: amazing twelve weeks of ten, 10, weeks. 10 episodes. Yeah. No, it's been twelve weeks of ten episodes. So that's
1: like a typical season of a show. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, for a first for a first season ten's pretty customary.
1: And they're already filming more, so we will be back. But That's
3: on point. No time for Before we probably. talk about
1: wrapping up this show, uh let's get to introductions. I'm Kathy Kelly and sitting next to me, Brandon Taylor.
3: Greetings from Los Angeles. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. It was
1: uh a birthday. It was it was beer. a it
3: was, it was a milestone. It was a birthday.
1: <laughs> a birthday.
3: <laughs>
2: then again, most weekends are. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, whatever you know, you celebrate anyway. You,
1: you celebrate, but yeah. those are
3: unbearth days.
1: Happy birthday! <laughs> Happy
3: unbirth <laughs> <laughs> Why did that moped try and run me over just now?
1: <laughs> Sitting coming? next to the birthday boy, Mark Donica. Hi,
3: Kathy Kelly. It's
2: been <laughs> last last week was weird because not only was there very few like sh- folks at the studio, but we did the show by our tunes, twosomes. It was weird. I'm like. Yeah.
1: Uh, last week you said I was on vacation and I was working. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: work. Team no days off. Well, yeah, yeah okay.
1: Workcation? How is it a workcation? I didn't even see New York.
3: Well, as long as you're out of, away from your home, home, like then, then it's a vacation. But you're working you va- away you, uh, from home. So no, it it's a is because it literally is a vacation because you working, vacated your place I was to live. In. You vacated More the premises. than
1: I work here. Working like 16 hour days,
3: so that damn moped again,
1: (laughs) team no days off.
3: Sure, let's do that. No days off,
1: um, but, anyways, this episode was kind of wrapping up everything that we've seen over the season, um, even though we knew a lot of the people that we saw on Breaking Ground, um, and were introduced to even more. Uh, this is kind of the conclusion of uh, the story arc that they've showed us, even though this is real not life. really? It was
2: just to be continued. It, it is to go... be continued, yeah.
1: but I think that there were a lot of things that were wrapped up, and it seems like a lot of things um, progressing forward. Like it's, it, it was cool to see.
3: It definitely had a story arc, and, and it sort of showed that, that life goes on and things go forward. And mm-hmm. Some people ended up not, not reaching a full... Well rounded conclusion, but you definitely got to see Tyler Breeze come. That's, that all was the biggest way. thing that I was mentioning. That was the is only like, finality that we got.
2: Right. Is
1: someone after all of this, after years of being at the, well, since the Performance Center opened, years of being at FCW, um, he has now gone successfully. He is one of these success stories of going from this developmental. Um, to NXT to now being on the main roster
3: mm-hmm. yeah I mean even even just the act of debuting is considered a success mm-hmm. it really is because you've you've managed to make it through uh, all of your, your training your basic level stuff and now you're actually on television which is what you're supposed to be doing now no matter how long he's on television no matter what he actually succeeds in doing on TV he is a success yeah. he really is mm-hmm. I'll agree with that
1: um, so, I mean, we'll get more into detail about him getting called up and our thoughts on that. But, uh, we started off this episode with Paul Cruz getting advice from Triple H. And this is something that we've seen in weeks past about how they wanted him to go bigger with his entrances. Now they're asking him to do a, uh, new finisher in his match at NXT Respect or Takeover Respect. Um, so, was that something that you guys, when we were watching him debut and seeing his first match or two, um, was that something that you guys wanted a different finisher, or are you happy with?
2: It was for me. Yeah. When, I, when yeah. I was like, cool. But we've seen people get up from splashes. Because that's essentially what it was. It was a splash right. with
3: flair. He's a standing moonsault. I mean, granted, he's a big guy, but he's not the biggest mm-hmm. guy. I've actually mm-hmm. seen bigger guys do standing Flippin moonsaults. Flipping Terex, dude. Right. Yeah. So it's it wasn't that surprised. Sure, it's impressive, but I don't believe that anybody would be actually counted for a three count following no. that particular yeah. move. Way too easy. And that's um, something,
1: it's a move that he can keep in his repertoire. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. But
1: it doesn't... Like, you're saying that you don't see it as his finisher.
3: No, I think it's a great signature. Great signature move to see a guy like that hit that particular move, but it's not the finish.
1: What did you think of, um, there was a quote that Triple H said of, there are so many guys that we've brought in from indie, uh, like, they're indie wrestlers, they've already established themselves, and they're so worried about changing up from what they're used to doing um, the past few years when they've been building themselves.
3: There's a, a comfort in, in establishing yourself and knowing what you're capable of and what you're used to doing. There's a comfort in that. So changing that is a is kind of a, a very uncomfortable thing, and especially when you're in this this surrounding that has you on eggshells basically all the time. There are people banging at the door for your job. So you're always constantly worried about what's going to happen and you don't necessarily want to step out of the box that you've created because you know that's what you're good at. You but know at it's the same over. time, yeah. you got to push just a little bit harder
1: it was funny the parallels between guys on the indies still wanting to do uh what they've built and then going back to the beginning of breaking ground uh this season and seeing josh not even wanting to give up the the yeti character <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: right right i mean it's it's all very comfort based and it's you you see it as going to your strength. Yeah, Here's what I'm good at. This is what I was doing and what I think I can continue to do. But to a larger degree, it ends up being something that holds you back instead of pushing you forward. I really
1: hmm. liked what he was saying about um, Apollo came to him for advice and said, you know, I was so nervous about doing that. But the fact that you're giving me that leeway that, I mean, it spoke volumes of, you know, Triple H was saying that so many people are doing what they think they want or that what they think the WWE wants from them as opposed to trying out new things Mm -hmm. and NXT was supposed to be that place you're able to try out new things and if it doesn't work you know you have next week.
3: It's better to go too far than to not go far enough, it mm-hmm. seems. They seem to be happier with the idea of bringing somebody back a touch instead of having to push them out there.
1: Even with um, you know, that constant fear in the back of your head of, yeah, there are people gunning for your spots, that shouldn't be a fear. That should be motivation to to do better each week.
3: Mm-hmm. But people respond to that in different ways. Some people hold back and, and really hold on to the thing that they think is their strength and others really try and find new strengths. They push themselves forward. Those to are achieve the people that are more. successful
1: in my opinion. Pretty
3: much that's usually how it goes. <laughs> a really entertaining discussion. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you're just, like, sitting back. No, it's fine. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I just enjoyed it. I'm ch- checking with the chat every now and again. They're, yeah. they're having their own discussion, so it's, Big it's surprise. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well. But
1: that's, I mean, like, even on the main roster, that's what we've seen be successful recently is the guys that are taking the risks. Um, the New Day, like, that's yeah. that was a huge risk, and that was something that they really believed in, and when they were able to show that on the main roster the fans really responded.
3: Yeah, and it seemed like the, the back wasn't... Uh, the booking or whatever you want to call it, management, wasn't saying, don't do that. They actually let them run with it.
1: I think at first they were saying, don't do that. But then once they were allowed to run with it, uh, it got over very quickly as uh, those three members knew it would. Mm-hmm. And now they're able to continue running with it.
2: I, th- I think it might also be a, a way of the head office, whatever you want to call them, it, it seemed like, okay, try what we want you to do first, and if that doesn't feel comfortable, make it a little bit more comfortable, but we're not seeing that with as many groups or as many individuals. And
1: also there is that argument of if something is written for you, no matter what it is, whether you believe in it or not, that is your job to get it over. That's why you are hired. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's That's pretty much how it goes. Um, and it, it takes a special individual to take. Take something that's written for them even if it's written poorly and managed to get it get it over with the audience, um, sometimes it's it's a little too difficult. If something is too flimsy, that the performer can't get it over. Um, but it's it's a give and take. It takes both sides. It takes somebody with an idea, and then somebody to actually flesh out that idea and create something.
1: Yeah. Let's take a moment to uh, time travel in our brains back to NXT Takeover Respect. Let's do that. And. I believe we watched it all together. We did. Yeah, that was really. the first
2: live special in a long time that we had all watched together.
1: But incredible matches. That was the, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which they showed a lot of in this episode. Um, and the backstory behind it, which is, you know, we saw the, the actual trophy and we saw, um, Cody and, um, his family and like everyone else there. In that moment and what went into, um, you know, them going out in the ring um, and introducing this as a a thing that they were going to do, not just this year, but for years in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was nice seeing even just Stephanie's reaction.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it was very quick, just like, can I see it? Can I peek? And then just seeing it and then getting a little bit of emotion in her eyes. It well, was It was pretty cool.
1: It was also cool for fans to see the behind the scenes of um takeovers because we know that on tapings um a lot more people come down to the or to full sale um as far as corporate goes and then for this, it looked like everyone is there. We saw Michael Cole. We saw Michael Hayes. We saw, like, yeah. everyone backstage. And so, um, you know, there is a lot more pressure on the people that are performing, but also a lot more opportunity to, you know, get advice from people who have been in the industry for that long.
3: Right, and it's it's such a big company, everything's so spread out, but when you actually have all the people that matter in one place, you actually have a chance to impress them. You actually know that their eyes are going to be on you, Mm -hmm. so it's added pressure, but it's like, now I can actually have these people look at my work. Like, I know they're looking at my work, because they're here actually physically looking at me. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be just a fantastic opportunity. You always want those eyes on you, especially if it's the people in the company who create the company.
1: Yeah. And um, I think they mentioned it on this episode, but going back uh, one takeover to Takeover Brooklyn was really the first time that a lot of the performers... um, It was one of their first road trips, not their first one, but one of the first times that... The, the wrestlers at NXT really saw the impact that they were having outside of Florida. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just, okay, we're doing a show in uh, Winter Park, and then we're doing a show in Tampa, and we're doing a show at, in these other uh, towns in Florida. It's this reach is worldwide. And they sold out, uh, I think, 13,000, 15,000-person arena in Brooklyn, um, and then coming back from that with the co-main event being a women's match to then, you know, Sasha and Bayley impressing there enough to be given the first main event women's match in all of WWE history for a live event.
3: Yeah. Um it's
1: or for a, um, a special event. A special
3: calling, or a, it, yeah. a pay-per-view, they still call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard it's, to drop that term. It is. It's so, it doesn't anymore. pay per It doesn't mean what it means anymore. No. It's it's a, a phrase that <laughs> like means Like a hoverboard isn't a
1: hoverboard, but we still call a hoverboard. We're not right. talking
2: about hoverboards. This isn't some Sam Roberts podcast, some Sam Roberts show on Sirius i
1: there are a couple you <laughs> guys who I've told them, I told them to get a hoverboard and use it in the ring, and then more recently, I think a A couple weeks ago, there was a video of a guy using a hoverboard in the ring. And I I, thought that New Day would be the first ones to do it, but they didn't.
3: They're so freaking expensive. And now, apparently, they light on fire! If you get the
1: $100 (laughs) cheap ones, they light on fire. But if you're not getting your own pyro, why not?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Free pyro with every hoverboard. Exactly. God, why? (laughs) Wrestling!
1: (laughs) Um, So, let's talk about... Taking our minds back to this 30 minute um, Ironman match between Sasha Banks and Bailey.
3: That was and still is, I mean, probably the best, you know, non singles match of the year, of the past five years, the past. Ten gimmick years, match. They're, they're, right? Or non non singles, which yeah, non singles, kind of go as being you know special event type match. Yeah, yeah.
1: WWE dot released their twenty five top matches from twenty fifteen. Two of them better
3: have been Sasha Bailey.
1: The <laughs> second one was Sasha Banks and Bailey.
2: What was number one?
1: Um, the Triple Threat. Oh, uh,
2: was it uh, Rollins, Brock, and I Cena? I
1: believe so. That was a good one. That was a yeah, re- that, was that was really was good. good.
3: That was good. That was really, dumb. but
1: definitely well deserved, and you know, not just putting themselves on the map, but putting women's wrestling on the map.
3: Absolutely, it's it's it shows that the models that they had been hiring really aren't conducive to a better product, and that mm-hmm. a better product comes with better professionals. And so we have at the best possible women's wrestling now in this company, and I think it's going to help progress. Uh, women's wrestling in the company even further as I mean, far wrestling as wrestling in roster. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Cause, Why not? Because
2: yeah. it was one thing where the the main roster would have to compete feel will feel like they would have to compete with the NXT Takeover specials, but now everybody has to compete with that Sasha Banks and Bailey match. Yeah, ever since Takeover Brooklyn, everybody went. Name me a better match this year. But Try to make a better match this year. Let's
1: talk about the the NXT panel before TakeOver Brooklyn, mm. where Sasha Banks said it's not a competitiveness. Yes, there is a competitive aspect to it, since we're all here and we want that main spot. Of but having a good match makes you want to do better. Mm-hmm. If you see two other girls, two other guys having a great match, it pushes you to be that much better and have that much greater of a match. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'd say there's something special about seeing two women who are able to bring that level of wrestling, period mm-hmm. um, back when I first started training we always used to steal from uh, Japanese women's wrestling, now I think people are going to be stealing from this, because it's it's just that good, and there's something that is just special about this,
2: no I remember when we were watching and you said I'm going to remember that <laughs> a couple times Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean you can't match their passion that plays a strong part in it. Um, But the fact that they had years under their belt before they ever went to NXT. Mm -hmm. And we have some news, which we'll talk about in our NXT after show, but um, there will be a lot of parallels, I think, between our breaking ground after show and our NXT after show. It'll be
3: sort of part two. Yeah. Um, I... Oh, I was just going to say something and now I've lost it. Monster. Monster! (laughs) My mind!
1: We do have to talk about... um, Unfortunately, there were some injuries this year, and one of the ones that they highlighted in Breaking Ground was Sami Zayn's injury. Uh, He said that he's never spent more than four weeks out of the ring, and he had Insane. to because of this That's this normal. freak injury so. of him just throwing his arms up like he did every single night when he got that opportunity to have um the title match against John Cena in his hometown yeah it it completely derailed his momentum you just
3: look at look at him you look at what happened to Dana Brooke perfect back bump uh, ended up tearing part of her rotator cuff and then part of her uh uh, pectoral, so it's it's the little things that you don't think anything of yeah. it just adds up little little by little and then then it happens and that's it. What mm-hmm. are you gonna do?
1: but there are so many people that I think um would be would get so discouraged by that or they wouldn't have the drive to come back from that kind of injury and he's one of those other people that you can't doubt that he has that passion for the industry because he wanted i mean it seemed like he wanted to come back a lot more like a lot sooner than he was actually healed
3: well he, he's already put in a 14 year commitment to this business overall i <laughs> i bet he was just chomping at the bit the entire time well it's oh, yeah.
1: it's so easy for people to give up though after an an injury
3: Luckily, though, this was his first one. Usually mm-hmm. after your first big injury, you just go, well, I'm just going to come back. It's after maybe the, the second or the third that you start to go, oh, man, I don't My know if I can do secure. this. Anymore.
1: Well, that's
2: yeah. also the benefit of working for the WWE, I figure, is like, man, once I make it to the WWE, I will be able to have
3: the time
2: to recover from an injury <laughs> as opposed to, <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I gotta make, I got to yeah. make that money.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it's the contract. Sure, is nice. It's nice to have guaranteed money because I, I know so many guys that have had to tape like every single joint in their body before a wrestling match just because everything hurts. But they don't have the opportunity or the option to not go out there that night. You yep. have to make that money, so you cover yourself in tape, look like a mummy except for your face, which is totally fine. Can still
1: sell at least. <laughs> gotta, gotta
3: sell them shirts, baby. So it's it's nice to have a place like the performance center like WWE is mm-hmm. providing for all of these professionals who can actually put health first, mm-hmm. put health and wrestling above having to make the money through whatever means necessary like we most certainly
1: do. But as we saw getting injured even if you are uh getting paid isn't a good thing like
3: Oh, With God, Cal no. Bishop, like
1: he was injured, and he was re- released because of that injury. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Well, he was he was released because it was injury, then injury, then injury, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on the shelf all the time, and possibly no prospect of of getting better. That that's what the company saw. It's this yeah. guy who cannot perform, who has not debuted, had a full debut on television, and is foreseeably not going to, and they have to cut their losses. Unfortunately, they're a company like any other company, and bottom line is what it is. Mm.
1: Speaking of injuries, let's go back to Dana Brooks' injury. Um, You already explained what Mm -hmm. happened to her. Uh, She was training with Asuka um, and then ended up um, having to get it checked out. Um, and she finally, we saw this culminating in the end of at Takeover Respect. She had her match against Oscar.
2: Yeah, they hyped it a little bit more dramatically, like we thought they would. But um, was it this? Was it wasn't it something else that was linked to her injury, not the the first bump that we saw? I don't remember. I mean, it could
1: also could be, be several things that
3: just lead to one injury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It could have been something smaller that got bigger over time. Uh, it just, it could have been anything.
1: It seems like the trainers are very, like, they're taking extra precautions with all of the wrestlers, especially there. Um, of, we saw this a couple weeks ago with Matt Bloom talking to Carmella of, you know, your health always comes first in these situations. Mm-hmm. So we'd rather you take it slow than push through this injury. Um, we even saw the trainers meet with Dana Brooks' mom prior to the match to yeah. assure that was her. Adorable. Um, so yeah
3: it's that's sort of what happens with the bigger companies the the scrutiny on them is bigger so they're sort of forced to take the precautions and take care of their employees like WWE is now because you see so many lawsuits that keep popping up now and again of them not taking care of their performers and then a performer dying or being unable to work and this creates lawsuits but if they cover their butts enough there won't be any lawsuits and we saw them taking care of people on this show in particular and Mm -hmm. i think that that helps their uh just the way that their company is viewed uh, as a whole it's a very smart move as far as you know the politics of business are concerned it's just a good idea. And it's a little bit, going a little bit farther than the, what was it, the rehab
2: for any, any previous yeah. employee. Like they're, they're just, they keep going more. It's definitely a great business decision, but on top of it, it just makes you look like a nice
3: company. Yeah, they don't they don't publicize that as much, but no. I think that's always a, just a nice thing to remember that they do take care of people.
2: And apparently Dana did tweet that she was cleared, doing great and is looking forward to 2016. Good. Yeah. So, Good. uh
3: whether she'll be a part of the tapings tomorrow, we will yeah. find out. I conference. mean, I was just watching after seeing the injury thing and then watching the match again and she took that same butt bump from Oscar, she got scared for a second. And put her arms up to brace Osco, which is not the right way to do that. You can get a different injury doing that. I was gonna say
1: sometimes (laughs) just
3: looking at that going, No,
1: stop. When you are when you do sustain an injury prior to that, you're a little bit more fearless and Mm. you're less likely to get injured because you don't tense up in those moments and
3: Yeah. Yeah, she could have, she could have totally messed up her elbow just there. Mm. Hyperextended it to her tricep. She could have done a lot of damage. But luckily it didn't happen, so we got the, sort of the happy, happier ending out of all this. Yeah. She was still hurt. She did have to have surgery, but the match went well. So that's what matters most. God bless us, everyone. Everyone.
1: Um, we, we saw kind of a, a wrap up. With, um, Apollo Crews and Tyler Breeze. We've talked about both of them on this episode already. Um, but saw their match. Um, we saw Tyler Breeze getting called up to the main roster, which is a really cool moment. Um, I believe after, I don't know if it was after their taping, they had a room at after Full Sail yeah. yeah. where everyone just kind of goes in and Triple H gave a speech about, um, you know, how much. Th- this meant to him and to the wwe universe um but then they that is when they announced to the entire room that tyler breeze was finally getting called up
2: james storm in that room he was, he was there. very very prominently in the first row mm-hmm. uh, it, it yeah they said i believe shatner said that after every taping they have uh, a meeting whether it's triple h leading it or not though i figured he would because he's down for all of the tapings anyway um to kind of talk about the show and where the company's moving forward from there. So it's cool that they made it a group thing. Yeah. Like a group graduation. And everyone
1: was so happy yeah. for oh, him. yeah.
2: How could you not? Scott Dawson was... looked like the most elated, like, close-up that we got. Which this was is, kind of adorable. This yeah. is one of
1: the moments where it, like, breaks kayfabe, but as a fan, like, you can't ha- I mean, like, I got so many tweets about this Kathy crying, and I was, like, 12 times during this episode, <laughs> but it's, it's also one of those things where, like, this show makes anyone who's a wrestling fan want to work for the company, like mm-hmm. I can't see how it wouldn't,
3: yeah, it really does look like such a such a great great environment to be in because it looks like everybody supports each other, yeah, I mean even out, out outside of the drama that was attempting to be created through this show, just to spice things up a little bit, um you could tell everybody genuinely cares about everybody else and everybody wants to see everyone succeed, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's it's the great best environment. environment. Yeah, great environment. Awesome.
1: Um, they showed a lot of the four horsewomen getting called up and wrapping up. Um, Bailey's story about how clearly she wants to. Her goal is to go to the main roster, but she is still, um, you know, wants to make an impact down at NXT
3: she's still got to bring up the next crop of women Mm -hmm. um you just can't bring up all four of them somebody has got to be left behind to sort of they
1: they could have but every wrestling fan who's a fan of nxt or the main roster product they know like there's a risk with bailey just like there was with tyler breeze or with anyone that goes up to the main roster of is it going to work
3: yeah yeah
1: we saw this with Emma of is it going to work and maybe it just wasn't that time maybe it wasn't the character um, sometimes um, and I tweeted out this quote but like sometimes you're ready for it but the world just needs to catch up
3: yeah there is there is such a thing as being ahead of your time I don't know if that applies to Bailey though
1: I believe if you know we're making parallels I believe that the world wasn't ready for Natty I think that she is I can agree with that yeah. she was the forefront of of this whole Divas revolution. She was not the model that came in. She was the girl that had been wrestling and wanted to be a wrestler her entire life. She worked for years as a wrestler in Canada, um, Japan, Japan yeah. everywhere, and she fought so hard to be in WWE. If you look at um, her table for three episodes, she was talking about how many times she applied, how many times she pestered people, how she would have worked for the company for free. She finally got there, and Honestly, I don't believe that she got her time to shine. Like she had an I incredible mean, match with um Charlotte a few takeovers ago, but since then like she should have been, you know, Divas champ several times over.
3: I agree. And uh you can sort of throw Beth Phoenix in with that. Mm-hmm. I would well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But even even Beth got to got to hold the title in a very prominent spot. Yeah. Um it's just when you are so unique like that you just have you have no one else to to play with yeah so it's it's just a tough spot but and- now
1: now that the the roster not that it's saturated with women who grew up in the industry but you have bailey who has wanted to be a wrestler since she was 10 years old you have sasha who's wanted to be a wrestler forever um becky lynch who started training when she was 16 you have all these girls that are that passionate and have very similar stories to natty but it's finally that time where the fans have caught up and we're all accepting it and embracing it
2: it's it now the the locker room needs to catch up too because now there's now there's just a high expectation that um, the girls are are really training towards mm-hmm. with Cameron with Eva Marie everybody wanting to start down at NXT because they know the benefits of having that extra training instead of just ah just put them on the road and let them wing it. So with that I think this year is when the actual Diva's Revolution is going to start and we're going to start seeing a, a big expansion.
3: Right. I mean I th- I think the talent is is really there mm-hmm. now more than ever and I think that the the company just needs to figure out a way to utilize that talent to the the best possible end. I think the women can be a very a very viable money making yeah. tool if used in the right way. Yeah.
1: And I have to say, NXT fans are so passionate that I think we want to see people succeed. We want to see it work out no matter who it is when they come out. And there have been so many examples of this of, you know, people that might not get over on the main roster because. The fans are not necessarily like a lot of them are tuning in every single week but there are a lot more people who are you know wwe fans that don't watch every single episode they don't watch all of the raws all of the smackdowns all of the main events um every single thing for the product whereas nxt fans i feel like watch everything like, They yeah. watch everything it's a little bit NXT. Closer to accurate.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which
1: yeah. yes, there's less hours in the, the day. But um, it's also of product. But
2: it's also isolated. Mm-hmm. It's here. Here's an hour. You know it's going to be a solid hour, and you can you can put, you can put that away. You can you can just be like I can I can spend an hour. I can do while I'm prepping for work in the morning. While I'm kind of dying down in the night, because everybody's attached to this. They don't have raw on your phone yet. No. So, once once Raw is streaming day and date with the television airings, then there may be a little that rabbit audi- audience may come back. But for now, NXT is taking advantage of the revolution that is pocket technology. Yeah,
3: yeah. and I think that the, the fans that watch NXT are the same fans who are going to go out of their way to be informed on all events in the wrestling world that mm-hmm. people are going to watch. New Japan, they're going to watch uh, ROH, they're going to watch TNA, they're going to watch a lot more than just WWE product. Whereas a lot of people who watch just the main roster, that's all they watch. That's all the content wrestling-wise that they're going to really absorb. I mean, and
2: and speaking to the the multi-brand aspect of viewing, that's I mean we're going to talk a lot more about that in our NXT after show <laughs> in in an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. So yeah. very very to say the very to talk least. About
1: that. Um, anything else you guys want to mention from uh, this finale of Breaking Ground?
2: Um, we didn't get a we didn't get a wrap up with Zizi or Josh. We didn't get any we sort of like yeah. tag. No, yeah. and we saw Josh in the crowd. We didn't see ZZ in the crowd. I
1: know that this is yeah. something that happens um, with all reality shows as they film hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours of um, content, and then you know they could film seventy two hours of content. And it get edited down to half an hour. So <laughs> yeah. they have, Reality. I'm sure, like they yeah. could have done just a, a like 24 hour day, like GoPro in a room and like shown everything that happens, but that's not going to be, you know, it's, they're just not never going to release t- that. It's not yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So, you know, while we didn't get a wrap up to the story, it seemed like the producers were kind of figuring out what story they wanted to tell with all of this. Yeah. And there are only so many people you can feature. We did get to see a little bit of Baron Corbin today. Um, a little bit of Tino. and Yeah. Yeah. And there was also, there was a really cool moment before um, the women's match between Bailey and Sasha where we saw the other four horsewomen. Like, we saw um, Becky Lynch was there. We saw Charlotte was there. And you know, walking around backstage, being in the audience, um, there are moments like that. But it kind of gets brushed over because you only get five seconds of it. You know, yeah.
3: right, right. That's why I say it felt it felt like it. This whole season sort of wrapped up so quickly as they kind of took their time with other arcs, and then it just kind of snapped off there at the end. I mean, but that's it,
1: also smart of like you leave people wanting more.
3: Exactly this <laughs> this season felt like a
2: first episode. And when I say that, it's this is a lead in, and with each episode had such a different format, yeah. a couple kind of mirroring each other. But with that, this entire thing has been a pilot. For an ex- an extended stay on the <laughs> WWE network, since it's their pro- it's their production, their editing, their network, their everything, they, they can, can do
1: what they want. They do what yeah. they want.
2: So with with that, this whole season has been all right. If you like that, we're going to come back with maybe thirteen episodes, sixteen episodes, twenty episodes whatever and it's it's going to be a bunch of micro seasons like south park does two 10 episode seasons a year right right i
1: was going to say going back to the um, e60 special on espn mm-hmm. they taped things with i think five or six of the talent down at nxt and they right. only showed three of them and then they released an extra one or two two videos online yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was that was just interesting the way they decided to do that um but it, it just shows you that the I think the audience is there, and there's obviously there's enough that can be created content-wise that it doesn't just have to be one one-hour show. It can actually be an entire season you and do it right. just
2: like NXT, we've got a revolving door of people here. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be next season maybe the final arc of Baron Corbin before he gets called up or, or whatever. You know, just as an example, here's a guy there. Or like like five seasons in Tino finally gets like his takeover main event or something what, whatever just, just ballpark in here right right so or or noof finally debuts at the beginning of season three like it's the fact that we're following we have so many straws to pick from they can do whatever they want and they're yeah. going to and everybody's going to eat it up and there's been no breaking ground merchandise but there's been a hell of like, and that's a funny thing. There was so much tough enough mer- merchandise, yeah, and different designs but and shirts. But that was and also stuff.
1: because that was a that was a show that aired on USA. Yeah,
3: right,
2: but it was a network show. But for something like this where they control everything, you you figure you can just pop out a shirt every there every week or there so. There isn't
1: just
3: a breaking ground shirt. No, huh. Why? Okay.
2: All right. That's their something. Brandon. That's
3: their call. <laughs> that's them.
2: So, that, but that's that's the thing where this is this is the test. This is the first episode. So, when uh, episode two launches, season two launches, series two launches, wherever you're from, uh, <laughs> they're going to be like, well, here's everything from season one that worked. Here's who we're going to be pushing and then and also just in terms of every takeover there's there's new merchandise for every person mm-hmm. uh, then you start peppering in the breaking ground and filling that out a little bit more
1: i loved um how they wrapped up this entire episode showing a little bit of takeover london and the matches that happened there selling out seven shows in seven days mm-hmm. and then um one of the success stories which i guess we didn't mention as much was um jordan gable yeah. Yeah. and um yes. how you know John, John, John. they lost their um or they didn't get their um i can't <laughs> think well, <you're> doing
2: <laughs> neither can i
1: they didn't get i'm taking off my headphones because i can't hear i'm done, um, I'm okay. done. Go ahead. Okay. um they they didn't get their merch in time <laughs> so uh, oh, the, or the, not the, their march their here in yeah. time yeah. Um, and then they they were, like, worried about that, but they still got themselves over in the gear that they had, and ending this episode with uh, the crowd just electric in mm-hmm. London, chanting what Mark was chanting <laughs> and distracting me. Um, but it was just, it was cool, that was a cool moment to see, um, and
3: yeah it's it's funny you see the the talent is i we didn't really mention corbin after the match that he had with rhino um against, oh, jordan, and, yeah. J- against jordan and gable and he just he just talking about what, what corbin a
1: losing and how he
3: emotional yeah. roller coaster it is and i i think that it just sort of that's that's life that's wrestling but it's the emotional roller coaster gable mm-hmm.
1: and jordan being so happy after losing like oh, yeah. they were like yeah. we oh lost but that was the best moment of my entire life like mm-hmm. saying that is like you see the passion there and you see that they're going to succeed and like I mean we know obviously spoiler alert what happens in the coming <laughs> weeks but like they are so over and I think you know one of the great things about NXT is they shape their product over what the fans want
3: Right, um, they so actually we're
1: seeing, to we're seeing more of Jordan and Gable because of the reactions that they've been getting, and they deserve those reactions because they're putting in the work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and even in, because we got the little bit of rap above and at Takeover London, and we got <laughs> that stuff that was that just happened at the end of the year. I don't think we're going to see season two until after WrestleMania or summer. Whoa, well, really? Well, yeah. I mean, I know they're shooting they now, s-
1: but started shooting. Yeah, they started yeah. shooting
3: season two.
2: But then we saw footage that they could have been shooting at the end of this episode, because
3: right, and they did an update, so it's hard to believe that that they would would start 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 next month, two months from now, when
2: it was already just updated. Then it's like, oh, well, then why not? Why stop if we were going to get that?
1: If they yeah, if they know. know the specific people that maybe they've picked out five people that they're going to focus on in this next season, mm-hmm. um, like we had a handful from this past season, maybe they're just going to have the stories play out longer of, you know, this is going for four months as opposed to over the course of two months. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, they can record as much as they want. Um, the final product's going to be chipped down to whatever it is, yeah. but they just can record all the content and then edit all it from the there. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they can... Essentially, film for as long as they want. Mm-hmm. They could film from from Obviously. now to <laughs> six months from now, and then you'll have a show.
1: <laughs> or they could just film one day, and people would still watch it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, like a
2: twenty-four, like a season of twenty-four, but Breaking Ground. <laughs> I if they that did something crazy, if they did something crazy, and uh, like if it was. A uh, travel day,
3: or if it was a uh, or if it was a, a, take, a, a, it was a day. take like a takeover day, and you did a uh, like well, just the, 24 the hours Well, of they the already did. Day.
2: I'm I'm totally kidding. They totally did with the WWE 24 Bro- Brooklyn special. Oh uh, yeah. I.e. I want to see more of that. Yeah. How about right. That?
1: Okay. Well. um Obviously, this is the point that I was getting to of NXT fans will watch whatever because we want more content. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us this past season for Breaking Ground. Jesus Christ. Of course, we will be back next season whenever they choose to air that. Um, Again... Thank you guys for being a part of it. Brandon and Mark. Um, If you guys want to, you know, chat with us in the meantime, talk NXT, which we are going to be taping our after show for in um, about an hour and a half. Um, But check out that. Leave us a comment. Let us know what your thoughts were on this episode, and then where can they follow you on tw- Twitter, <laughs> social media. Brandon. Well, I
3: would like to, to mirror Kathy's thanks to all of you hosting this. As Brandon Taylor has been a very surreal experience, and no, now, you. I'm glad the season's come to a close. I need a break.
0: <laughs> you well. need a break from being you.
3: <laughs> need a break from being uh, me. To all of the people <laughs> that
2: uh, that don't know who who didn't know who Brandon Taylor was. To, so, till this show, uh, welcome to this world that I've been living in for the past couple of years. This world, <laughs> couple that we've been of in. years, we've known each other for like fourteen years. No, 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 but, this, now. but the
3: six years where the hobo has also existed. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, but you Some and I, I have known each get... other for fourteen years. A little while, just um, been a little And while. if you would like to follow me and ask me questions about wrestling, I can give you honest to god answers about training. at CWFH Training on Twitter. Buy our shirts, nxteam.spreadshirt.com is yeah, where you get the shirt.
2: Thinking of doing a, a New Year's sale, because why not? Why not? Um, yes, you can follow me on Twitter, at SoapboxMark. A whole bunch of stuff happening in 2016 uh, at AfterBuzz and with the three of us. We're very excited uh, for when we can actually talk about it. But speaking of things coming in 2016 that we're going to talk about, NXT! Uh, it's going to be, we're going to stay... <laughs> 6pm uh, Wednesdays it's not going to be a double yeah. decker with us anymore but we're going to since it's been sort of a review show we're going to be talking about a lot about the year ahead and the year that was so 6pm tonight and if this Newses. is a pre- yeah, news, yeah it's essentially going to so be much news. a news and gossip episode but um, if you're listening to this pre-recorded we have an NXT show and listen to us there <laughs> nxt.spreadshirt.com <laughs> nxt. <laughs> at Soapboxmark Kathy Kelly
1: you can follow me on Twitter, at Catherine Kelly, on Instagram, at Kathy Kelly. And as I said, the reason I was gone last week was because I was working on Sam Roberts' show. So check out those episodes on demand. He also released a podcast today uh, with Adam Cole as yeah, his guest. So that's a great listen. Make sure to download it. Tell him I sent you. And uh, thank you guys again for watching. We will see you again for the NXT show later tonight. Mm-hmm.
0: From executive producers Maria Menunos.